Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the CJJC Show. Brace the controversy. Stay for the biased takes. Time for the Week 5 drive through And after Week 5, we have a Fast and Furious themed segment. So sit back and enjoy the show. This one is for family. Jalen, we are back here. It is a Tuesday night, uh, post week five. It was a an interesting week, not the most prettiest, but uh, not that was terrible English, not the most pretty, but still some crazy moments and some cool stuff. How are you doing tonight, sir? Doing pretty good, doing pretty good. Um, man, came out from a close one, primetime games, lived up to the hype. It was uh. We had some good ones this week, man. It was some good slots. I, I was about to say for you, probably like you said, not not the prettiest, but uh, oh, that's for right. everyone else, it was a pretty. I feel like for the rest of the league, it was a good showing for everyone. And the rest, you know, everyone of the got. League. I feel like for the rest of the league, everyone got a positive showing. So well, unless you're Denver, well, besides the Thursday night game, but Detroit Lions, who I think this is locks. Oh yeah, never mind. You got you guys did do better than them. You at least scored. Tough week for them. We played a far better team, but it's neither here nor there. So, yeah. Not there yet. <laughs> a lot of great games to get to. We got some fun segment, fun segment to finish out with um, in addition to our usual stuff. So, all right, Jalen, so how do you want to do this? you want to work backwards from the primetime games or start with the 1 o'clock, the early games, and work our Let's way Let's just start from the early ones and work our way down. All right. So, we got the first one. The uh, game that, I mean, I'm sure you certainly didn't watch. Um, I know I didn't watch it. I did. Oh, I watched this you, one. You got up to watch this? In, what was it like on it? Like My time clock, bro. All right. You have to understand, Saturdays, I have to wake up early because I do uh, YMCA football games on Saturdays. <laughs> so I get up at like 545. <laughs> and so on Sunday, make waking up at 730, 8. It's kind of nice. It's like sleeping in at that point. Damn. So, yeah, it, felt, it feels like sleeping in for real. So when I turn on the game, it's pretty good. It was good for me to fall back to sleep, too, if I needed to. But uh, when I was was awake, um, Packers wrap up the half. And then the Giants, man, Dable and those boys rallied together. What a, what a game. I could not fall back to sleep uh, during the second half. It was I was like, oh, my goodness, they're going to do it. And sure enough, they did it. The Packers' second half team, sure enough, didn't show up. And that's a common trend Cole what you got yeah I mean I saw I looked I checked the score early and the Packers were rolling Aaron was looking like he was finally getting on track with his offense and then again in the second half the Packers offense just disappeared and uh man credit to the day ball he's looked like a great coach on the Giants I still don't know how good they are but that was a step up win for them uh Daniel Jones even played pretty good down the stretch made the throws he had to to win on a on a shaky ankle even losing Saquon to still finish that game so they're scrappy I don't know what the Giants ceiling is but it's very impressive coaching and feels great for New York to be back New York football all the way back um so that's exciting the Giants I mean gotta give them respect they're 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 gonna be in the playoff hunt for sure they'll be in the mix yeah um it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. The NFC East right now it's very fun to watch. Um, Colby, we're gonna talk about that later about those Eagles. But man, it's like <laughs> a, it's almost like something's coming to fruition. But what's the next game we got? All right. Well, I guess if we're going by mine, we should just get this. We'll just get this one over with. It's the next one up. Bills thirty-eight, Steelers three. Kenny Pickett's first start goes pretty horribly, tremendously wrong and bad. Wasn't all his fault, but it was still not great either. The last, still think he was better than Mitch. The offense like still moved the ball sometimes, but they had dumb play calling and were a disaster once they got into Bill's territory. And their Boswell missed two kicks, which he never. They could have easily had nine instead of three. Um, 
So, yeah, it was rough. They just are a far better team, and the Steelers are pretty horrible. They're pretty bad at this point. It's all about Kenny's development going forward. Um, I'll say my positive spin, even though the offense was horrible and terrible, I still saw some good stuff from Kenny. Had over 300 yards passing, even though we only had three points, and Mitch didn't have 300 yards passing in a single game. So, it was ugly. Hopefully, he'll get better. The team is not great. It's going to be a bad losing season. But uh, it's all about that development from here. That was rough. The Bills are really, really good. Yeah, man. Um, Bills just pretty much put – that 14-point spread spoke for itself really fast for this team. Um, man, can you put into any, like, faster way of saying game over? Like, I was really – so surprised because I think the 14 points hit so fast or at least you guys were down double digits pretty much before Kenny even came in so you guys were already put in a spot I was surprised that he even put up points because like I said you guys were down bad um guys probably gonna be waving the white flag soon I assume maybe um take of Mike Tomlin's last losing season it's not looking too good it's not looking too good right now it's going to so, happen for sure. That game pretty much solidified that. So what do you got for our next game? Yeah, so that that was ugly. That was rough. We'll, we'll probably I'll probably have more Steelers thoughts for us on Thursday. Uh, we get on here with Christian. All right, next game. <laughs> this one was actually a pretty crazy game, although it probably didn't have the biggest audience. Uh, the Chargers at the Browns. Chargers 38, Browns 28. Crazy chaotic game, man. The Browns continue to score respectable amount of points with Jacoby Brissett. Um, I know this one was weird late. The Chargers squeak it out uh, despite not every, everything not being great and their defense still not being amazing with all their injuries. Um, you know, you got to have those if you're the Chargers and you had it. The Browns, same thing. They really could have used that one to just make sure they're in a good position when Watson comes back. So, uh, I mean, that was a big win for the Chargers. It wasn't pretty. It was a high-scoring game, though. Um, still some major question marks about the Chargers, but that was one they needed, and they got it. Yes, sir. My lock pick hit. Um, Chargers came out with a scrappy one going back and forth. I think I had, like, a bunch of lead changes. I forgot the number, but I know it was, like, I think at one point it was at six or seven lead changes by the end of this game. Um Crazy, crazy fun game. They put charges pull out of it through Brandon Staley's uh, crazy, you know, play calling. But, man, because this one could have been over faster. Each team had actually better play calling from both sides. But as I'm, I'm – the only reason why I'm pausing is because as we're speaking of this, uh, part of the interruption, as a little film going of Keenan Allen on Twitter <laughs> saying, what are we doing? Yeah, that is the PG version of what he pretty much said on on Twitter. <laughs> but um, Brandon Staley definitely a question mark still for the Chargers. He hasn't hasn't proven the critics wrong yet. So a fun take that I saw today though. Brandon Staley doesn't get the job done this week, this year, this season. Does that mean? Do you think Sean Payton would be a great hire right there? Oh, I mean, yeah, he would be great. If Sean Sean Payton next year is going to be like the most – if he's actually like going to come back, he'll be like the most sought-after coach on the market. He, he could have like da- – well, actually, he's not going to have Dallas now, probably, because McCarthy's balling. So, I mean, unless he like chokes this up and goes like 0-8 the moment Dak comes back. That's true. He could – yeah, I mean, that would be a great fit. Staley – or Sean Payton and Herbert, that would be disgusting. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. But I could see it. I could see him going to Denver, too, if they fire Hackett after a year. Maybe not, though. I don't you know. You think he's going to deal with Russell Wilson? You think yeah, he wants I would to deal rather, with that? I'd much rather have Herbert if he could have the choice. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, if I'm pinning my legacy on anybody, I'll pin it on the young guy that's swaggy and just hasn't had – and has defensive coaches throughout his entire year. And he's, you're going to be his first offensive one. Yeah, I think this one will be a home run if you go over there and have success. So, but uh, shout out Chargers though. Whenever Keenan Allen comes back, it's gonna be interesting how they, uh, how that all goes. But um, good stuff. Like to see them pull it through. 
Deshaun Watson is still as good as whenever he comes back. He's still as good as he was before he like didn't play for two years. Uh, Browns are going to be pretty lethal and good on offense, and probably could win the Super Bowl. Got a fire going on in there, Colby? No. Uh, no. Every time you say Deshaun Watson, an alarm went off. It was like something. Yeah. <laughs> My place is triggered. Uh, you know, we gotta be careful whenever we mention that name, <laughs> Sean Watson. Uh, he's obviously not a great person. It's not a great situation. Okay, moving off of that and on to more happy times for you. And they did end up winning and covering, but it was it was closer. It was pretty close there for a bit. The Vikings twenty nine, the Bears twenty two. I had this game up on the the Sunday ticket. This was one of the ones I was watching. Interesting game back for Bears, you know, give them some respect. Their offense looked the best it has, I would say, uh, this game. It looked pretty good at times, but they still dropped it late. Kirk Cousins and the offense get the job done late again at 1 o'clock, and you're 4-1. How are you feeling, sir? Um, Man, it looks like the Kirk Cousins alarm's coming on. <laughs> um, well, there you go. Uh, Kirk Cousins starting off strong. I'm just going to let y'all know. I think he went 17 for 17. I think that was the number before he complete in first incompletion. Um, dude's a dog at one o'clock. Hall of Fame Kirk Cousins. He was back at home. It was one o'clock. Um, he was back from the London time. Everyone was giving the overhype because it was early morning. He was like, hang on, folks. Let me show you the, the best and peak Kirk Cousins at high noon because it's 11 o'clock here. But when he plays... In Minneapolis, it is high noon. So, <laughs> Kirk Cousins is the best quarterback at high noon. And for me, that is amazing because to see him go out there, we were up by a great – it was like a pretty sure two-score lead. We were up by a two-score lead. And the Bears rallied back. Like you said, credit to them. That was some highlights being given out from the Bears. Mm-hmm. Um, Darnell Mooney, I mean – Everyone's saying we had now the sleeper agent on the Bears because of Ishmael Smith, where he uh, blocking the back on Justin Fields' touchdown run, and he gave us the game-winning fumble. But, yeah, I know I was about to say, when you think about it, it does sound like we did have one. But um, I think this was a great team win. It wasn't the one that the win that I was asking for. I kind of wanted us to keep that two-score lead throughout the second half. But that's where I have to say credit to the Bears. You know, it is a rivalry game, but I still have my questions about the Vikings going forward against better teams. Um, definitely still going to be raising my eyebrow. Like, we have a good one depending on how, how Miami shows up next week. So, we'll see. That's why what, that's what I'm coming out with this game. Yeah. Uh, I'll say last thing on this. Uh, like, I thought there was some positives from the Bears. This was the most they let fields throw. Uh, all season and like man Justin Fields what was it like 17 it was only 17 passes passes I think they threw like almost 20 times almost 20 yeah wow let me let me see let me verify job, Bears. almost 20 uh, almost Davis 20 Jones, the rookie receiver they drafted from Tennessee in the third round I still didn't like him as much as a lot of the other receivers in this draft but he came back and made a couple plays um stand, stand by for this Bears passing stat, but Justin Fields, you know, he made some throws downfield. He made like the run. They got called back. Like you see his crazy athleticism. Yeah, 15 of 21, 208 yards. Oh, you made it past 20. Good job, Bears. Hearing what he's, yeah, what they've been letting him do. And it does make me think this game that it's, and seeing the run, especially like just the special things he can do. I think it's more just that the Bears don't trust him because their coaching staff. I don't know what they're doing really with that. And they just know their offensive talent is bad, but I still think Justin Fields has real talent because that was a good performance by him. So that's a positive. It's a rivalry game. They play as good. I mean, I, I wouldn't put too much too much uh, gas on that fire. We'll see. So. He looked better than some of his colleagues yesterday. Throw throw like your mat, throw matches at it. Don't throw big sticks. That's throw matches. Keep that fire lit by little matches right now. That's all I can say. It's a rivalry game. You got to keep. See you have do next week. Yeah. Huge game for Justin Fields on Thursday against the Commanders. Okay. Oh, God. I remember. Next month, oh, God. Lions are officially on my team. I have to stop 
talking myself into ever doing anything good. Never will be in my locks again after this one. Twenty really? loss to the Patriots, at least for a few weeks before I get sucked back in somehow. I mean, this was a statement for the Patriots. Their defense completely shut down the Lions offense that's been scoring on everybody. Jared Goff was horrible. The Lions are back to being really bad and probably going to have a high draft pick, maybe pick a quarterback. Um, the Patriots, uh, Belichick's back to coaching defense, and Bailey Zappi looked pretty good. It's the Lions defense. So it goes to show, as you said, the Patriots, they may be better than we thought. I think they'll win a decent amount of games. AFC is still too brutal for them, but that's a major respect uh, game for Belichick and concerns maybe for Dan Campbell in Detroit. More than four. my other lock was the San not, not San Diego L.A. Chargers. Man, I wish they were San Diego. Speaking of which, they're on. I'd move my Houston team to San Diego. So uh, yeah, good stuff there. Anyways, Chargers. I mean, Patriots. Um, Patriots, man. Wow, they were my other lock. Um really spoke to what I said on Thursday when I said this team's defense is going to perform better and better as the season goes on and to have the Lions come in there and for Belichick to still give Goff nightmares now as a fully grown quarterback not a you know young rookie so he's still giving him nightmares still put him on lockdown um Lions though concerning trend it cannot Jared Goff cannot and the Lions cannot win at not a visit away games. Apparently, Jared Goff has not won an away game yet. Yeah, never the Lions uniform. <laughs> so uh, that's a little red flag. I think that's probably something that you should. That's why I said, oh, really? Because I feel like whenever they're at home, that's when you probably should be like, all right, Jared Goff has a chance here. But whenever they're in a away game, I think that's when we have to write off these uh, the Lions. And I think that's it's safe to say that after this game. Because uh, now we have a Belichick controversy, whether or not Belichick's going to do a crazy QB thing when Mac Jones comes back right now. I hope the answer is no. He can just six with Mac Jones. But I mean, hey, Zappy, is it Zappy, man? Let him play. If the, it's a it's a hot hand thing, let him let him play. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah, the Patriots are going to be kind of interesting down the stretch here. Um, like you said, they do have easy games coming up. The line's bad. Okay. Another game that was kind of a gross matchup, but actually was an incredible game. The Saints 39, Seattle 32. Geno Smith keeps slinging it around, but came up short because Andy Dalton was slinging it around a big time for the Saints. This game does make me still feel comfortable that the Seahawks, even though they're definitely better than I thought, are still a bad team because, you know, the Saints offense has not scored against anyone. And then they got, they got what, like 25 on y'all. They got 39 on the Seahawks. Andy Dalton, but that's a good win for the Saints. I mean, that's a season saver in the NFC. They're they're still alive now. That's a season to stop the bleeding for Seattle. This Geno Smith wave. I mean, their offense is legit, so that's exciting. But whatever quarterback they draft could step in and be very productive. And Geno, hats off to him, man. He's playing like it's West Virginia, and he's in the Big Twelve. <laughs> so this game, I continue to be impressed by Seattle's offense. Saints kind of save their season. Um, good for them. I still don't think either of these teams are great. Yeah, Seattle's offense is nothing to write off about, and that's what this game said. It was a fun one to watch on the red zone. Um, you got It was one of those games that you saw unexpectedly on there a lot because they just kept scoring, and it was big plays, and some of them they would drive down, but you got Taysom Hill just going nuts in this game. Um, shout out to the New Orleans Saints, yes, for winning this game, and Hooray, you guys got the win. I really hope Seattle will pull through personally. But um yeah, Seattle Geno Smith, man, that was electric. And DK Metcalf put up some big numbers. Uh Kenneth Walker stepped in because Rashad Penny stuck sadly got injured, but sticking true to uh Seattle tradition of running backs getting hurt because of Pete Carroll's system of him just literally recycling running backs like it's crazy. Um so hopefully he gets well. But uh, yeah, man, this is this was a fun one to watch. Yeah, interesting. Um, the NFC, man, the NFC playoff race is going to be fascinating this year. That's all I'll say. Is my last point on that You're one. You're really going to put that one in there for these two teams? You're going to say that about these two teams that one of them are going to be in the playoffs? I'm just saying they'll be alive. I am just. Dis- 
disgusted that either, you would say that yeah, about the NFC. I'm not saying either will be in the playoffs. I'm just saying like the playoff picture itself is going to be gross, interesting, sloppy because I feel like all the teams are going to have similar records. I don't think We're gonna I need to talk about that. Playoffs. Put a note in that, Colby. We're going to need to talk about that later. I, I have a lot of things to say about that. I think it's going to be just. I think it's going to be just as electric as the AFC. Oh no! I mean, let's go. Let's go to the next one before you offend my conference again right, with your biasy. With your biasy. <laughs> That's fair. Sorry. Well, speaking of my biasy, <laughs> AFC. This one I also had on the red zone. It was closer than the score indicates, but still, this was a game they should have won and had to win. But still, a huge win for the Jets. 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 Forty to seventeen over Miami. They knocked Teddy Bridgewater out on, like, the first play. Poor Teddy Two Gloves, man. Um, it's like clockwork. we knocked him out? Wasn't it Sauce? And then Sauce also had, like, an insane game. I saw a stat. I saw, like, the PFF, like, their grading. Sauce is, like, by far the best defensive, like, rookie. They, they said he gave up. He's given up, like, 162 yards so far in his first five games. Jeff Okuda, who was the last top five corner picked before Sauce, other than Stingley, uh, he gave up 121 yards in his first game. <laughs> so, Dang, man. Sauce is, yeah, Sauce is legit. Zach Wilson, he wasn't, like, amazing in this game, but he also didn't make any big mistakes, so that's good. He was solid. He made the throws he needed to to get the win. The Jets' weapons are legit. Brees Hall from Iowa State went crazy. Your boy Skylar Thompson got in there. He got him a couple touchdowns, but he was clearly out, out over skis against this Jets roster. Feels good for the Jets, man. Three and two and for Miami. All that early season uh, hype has uh, come crashing down with their quarterback's uh, health. Yeah. Um, just, a, you know, the QB health situation really shaking up the NFL landscape right now because of the Miami Dolphins but um, and how they handle things, if you think about it. But outside of that, Jets, this game was lit for the Jets and Zach Wilson, bro. That diving touchdown, um, and you saw Brees Hall just shaking off guys. Um, I actually had a friend that was at the game. He had an amazing time. It was an electric environment to be at. He said, um, man, I, to see the Dolphins, though, like they were still competing with Skyler, if you think about it. They were still putting – up a decent but yeah. the Jets the way they handled that game the way the Jets handled that game um it almost felt like it was there in their control from the beginning like from like you said from the very first snap you know yeah the QB got got you know got hurt but if you think about it they got a safety on the first first play of the game that's crazy if you think about it to even just comprehend um fun thing Jets were your lock last week so, if you want to add some more flowers onto that, so yeah, good, good shit. J E T S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Did I take did I take them instead of the Lions? Yeah, Lions. Oh, I forgot. I knew I was going back and forth. I'm an idiot. All right, two winning week then. Only the Steelers. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> only the Steelers. Yep. And I only had the Packers as my mess as yeah. my mess up. All right. So yeah, the Jets feels good. I'll say the. Last big positive for the Jets also looks like the team like at least buys into Sala. Like they seem to like believe in him. So he's definitely looked much better as a coach this year compared to last year. Like just not even because they were doing better, but just like they're looked buttoned up and they look like they believe in him and buy it. So all right. Speaking of your conference, um, and the game that uh, caused all the controversy on Sunday. The Bucks 21, the Falcons 15. The Falcons continue to be the best bad team that, like, they lose. But, man, they come close to winning. They're 2-3. and three. Again, another team better than I thought. Their offense was completely shut down, like, the most of the game. And then Mariota and company finally got some running and got it cooking late. They come back. The controversial pass interfere or roughing the passer call on Brady basically ends their chances of a comeback. For the Bucks, you know, I – I kind of thought we would get this Tom Brady eviscerate him game. We talked about that, but I said 10 points was a lot and the Bucs haven't looked amazing and he didn't eviscerate him. The Falcons were in that thing at the end. Yeah. Yeah. That game was, uh, it was, uh, I, I was very surprised at the Falcons comeback 
And like you said, I thought Brady would be up probably by three scores, you know, the entire game. But no, it just cooled off. And I think this is more of a thing about the Bucks as a general, though. Like, you know, in general, just, you know, it could be a red flag situation, but this is also a rivalry game. So it's also put that into perspective. Rivals do play each other more intensely. That's why I'm saying about the Vikings game. That's why I really wish that we also would have just smacked their teeth in a little bit more. But it's another thing for another day. And that's why also just to tag on a little bit, Jets did get a divisional win. That's, you know, adding on to previous. But Falcons, Bucks, dude, this one stings. This one really stings for the Falcons. Um, I really was rooting for I was rooting for them. Yeah. They they were one they're one of those teams that can be they're once they're in one score games you know, and we've written them off early this season, and yeah they have been losing but they haven't been losing in the fashion that we thought they would be you know they were they're competing we thought they would be getting pretty blown out in most of these games but I'm pretty sure just about all of them they've been in one score games one possession games came down to the wire in some heartbreak fashion. So Falcons, I feel your pain, man. I was in that spot last season. Except for we had a little bit more wins, but you just don't have Kirk Cousins. So Yeah, they're rebuilding. Yeah, Marcus Mariota's worse than Kirk Cousins for sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, we're not talking about that. I mean, just when you're Kirk Cousins, you always win the one o'clock games. So that's already seven wins. No matter what, we got seven. So it's it's kind of rough out here. Yeah. Never gonna get that top that number one pick with Kirk Cousins. Yeah, that's true. All right. This one I watched. Actually, I couldn't watch this one on the red zone because it's the local game. But I saw the highlights and saw that how, how it went. Tennessee holds on on the road 21-17 over the Commanders. This was a close game. The Commanders looked better than they have in recent weeks, but still couldn't quite get it done. Brown Rivera threw uh, Wednesday the bus at the end or after the game. So that's fun. But, you know, their offense looked a little better than it has. The Titans just played a classic Titans game, really. Ran it well with Derrick Henry. Tannehill made some throws. They didn't wow you, but they get the dub 21-17. Um, commanders are dead. They're, they're going to be real bad. They'll be in the race for a top pick probably. And uh, Tennessee is going to be right there, probably as the front runner in the AFC South, if we're being honest. Um, we'll talk about Jacksonville uh, in a minute. But what are your thoughts on that one? Man, Commanders, like you said, they were coming back, but the Tennessee Titans, they held off. It was probably a gross, scrappy one. I didn't really watch it myself, but to see the score and, like, I've watched the highlights. I did do that. Um, you know, and to see those, you know, it was pretty gritty, you know, and Carson Wentz, sure, he deserves to be thrown under the bus, some would say, but Vance ranked, what, top five in passing yards, and the defense is, like, bottom five and everything else. So it's uh I think it's more of a team thing. Uh Carson Carson Wentz probably deserves some blame, but not all of it. I mean, yes, that is probably the major difference between all the other three teams, though, is you know, it's Carson Wentz versus Deck. Well, it's been Cooper Rush. So I don't know if you want to really throw that argument in. I mean, he's really putting Cooper Rush in a very high pedestal. Uh <laughs> but uh Cooper Rush, you know. And Daniel Jones, for that matter. Let's put that in perspective. You know, they're putting he's putting Cooper Rush and Daniel Jones on a higher pedestal than Carson Wentz right now at this moment, which you know they're arguably are for four and one, so not one and four. So, man, what a scene at at Washington. Am I right, folks? It's always it's always something. It's something to behold. It's always something to watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I feel bad for Ron Rivera, but it's not looking great for him, especially with one coach already gone. We'll get to that in a minute. But, okay, so now this next one. You know I had this one on the red zone, regrettably so, as it turned out, but I was excited. (laughs) I was excited for this game because I'm a football psychopath um, going into it. But the Texans beat the Jags 13-6. to They get their first win. There won't be any anyone go even remotely close to 0-17. Week five, everyone's already got a win. I have to say, and this is just completely off the top of my head. It could be completely wrong. But I feel like this is the – it's been a while since, like, 
this is one of the earliest there's been where there were no winless teams. Like usually there's someone that's like, oh, six, oh, and six, oh, and seven. So it takes them a while. Maybe not. I don't know. No, you're right. Last year, I feel like the Lions took a minute to the Lions or the Jags. I don't know. Somebody took another minute to go to get their win as well. But to have by week five, everybody have a win. I feel like you're right. Yeah, it's pretty early. And, you know, we only have one undefeated team. So and usually we have an undefeated team. I feel like the trend is usually to later in the season, you know, like so. Um, but, yeah, we had like yeah one, one undefeated team by week five. All right, recording is back in progress, as you can say or hear. I don't know if they, I don't know if you can actually hear that in the podcast. On the podcast, the robot lady telling us that it's starting. But um, I hope I hope it automatically cuts out. But anyways, um, Texans and Jags, Jaguars let us down, but. The Davis Mills train is rolling right now. Wow. You know? Yeah, 13. He scored 13 points, but yes, I agree. Hey, a win to win, Colby. They got their win. Right. I, I mean, hey, the, the, that's all that matters. And a tie. Remember, that tie helps in the end of in the end of the season. That tie is going to help. I don't know how where if that helps going to, you know, go in the direction where they think they're going. But four horse race. But you also have to remember that's a divisional win too. They yeah. beat the Jaguars again. Apparently, they they're really good against the Jags. Apparently, they're like one of the last few meetings, like several I, meetings. I literally have it pulled up. I, that was going to be my point. I've got it. The Jags, the Texans have now won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine straight games against the Texans. The Jags. The Jags have not beat the Texans since 2017. They beat them 45 to seven. seven. That was Saxonville. Yeah, exactly. Not one since. That was when they that's when they imploded. Literally ever since. So the te- I guess whenever they beat the Texans, that's the sign that you know Jaguars are back. So Jaguars, I guess, aren't back, and it's the Titans' division. Who knows? Yeah, I'm a little Another mystery concerned about that one from Trevor Lawrence. That was he was terrible. He threw some ugly picks. He was he was horrible. Mills was not amazing, but he was better than Lawrence. That's something to say, right? That's concerning. Yeah. Um, but again, he always struggles against Houston. I still think Jacksonville they still beat the Chargers 38-10 like two weeks ago and were competitive with Philly last week. So I'm not gonna completely bury him off this game. Yeah. The Texans have we'll see what happens. Yeah, it was uh, was concerning. I think the Texans are better than people give them credit for. But yeah. All right. On to my other lock of the week that hit. This was, I thought, easily the most confident pick of the week. The Panthers, uh, the 49ers rolled the Panthers 37 15. And then yesterday, Carolina firing Matt Rule after just five games, even though they're still going to have to pay him $40 million. The Panthers and Baker Mayfield got injured on top of that. He's out a couple weeks. So the Panthers, it's just a dumpster fire. They're going to be complete uh, cleaning house, new head coach, almost certainly a new quarterback with a high draft pick next year. Man, and the Niners, they rolled. Jimmy G looked good. Offense looked good. Running game defense, they're right there in the mix in your NFC. Uh, What were your thoughts on this one? Um, yeah, 49ers, they're kind of helping us solve our case from last week. Um, very fast, so if you think about it. Pretty <laughs> sure the Seattle Seahawks lost, Cardinals lost, That will, we'll get to that, and the Rams lost, and this is the only team that won. I'd say uh, mystery solved. <laughs> I'd say mystery solved after this one, and this was a sound victory, too. Like, it was nothing that was, like, highlighted on anyone's, like, screens, it was, you know, I think it was predicted by everybody. It was brutal to watch if you were a Panthers fan, but it was probably a, a show to see if you're a 49ers fan, you know. Panthers would score here and there, but at the end of the day, you knew you were coming out with the win. You felt that comfortable and that in control of this game, I feel like. Um, especially away with Jimmy G doing everything that he needs to do. Um, good stuff, 49ers. What's the next one? Yeah, 49ers look really good. Okay. 
Speaking of that division, the Dallas Cowboys and Cooper Rush keep the magic rolling 22 to 10. They slam the Rams, who like a shell of a team that won the Super Bowl. They look horrible. Dallas paralyzes mm-hmm. them. I picked the Rams, keep talking. but I said this was going to be a tough one. Mm-hmm. Dallas looks really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Cooper Rush, he only completed 10 passes, so I do think he goes to show they could be. I mean, what could they be like when Dak comes back? Like Dak's the guy, but the pressure's gonna be ratcheted up now. Like this team is really good on defense. They're a lot better than I thought they would be. Definitely was wrong about the Cowboys and how good their roster was. Undervalued that defense. Um, the Rams, it's it's looking real bad. Um, I think they have time to get it together, but their offense is a mess. Their O line is a huge mess. Um, the Cowboys are rolling, man. NFC East. Oh, I see you uh, decided to abandon ship before I attacked you, which is smart. Um, <laughs> I was going to come at you pretty hard. You already knew I had something coming up for you, Colby. Yeah. Um, I usually don't write this team like this. This is this is probably the first season you've probably even seen me ever talk about the Cowboys in this manner. But, man, am I an old school guy. When I see defense performing like that, All it makes me want to say is, how about them Cowboys? Oh, my goodness, dude. That was a performance for the Cowboys. That was something to see. Um, Sure, Cooper Cup did his thing, but Micah Parsons put Stafford in a spot where he thought he was back on the Detroit Lions. Um, Goodness, man. this This was something. And the Dallas Cowboys, they kept pushing away, and they kept the game on on lockdown i know i said the word control a lot today but that might be the theme of the day for all these teams that won the game you know is whether or not they held on to the lead and you know just pulled on through because that's pretty much what happened i think but anyways cowboys man they showed up in la because for some reason the rams fans and chargers fans don't show up so the trap the cowboy fans shout out to you guys as well for rooting for your boys Cooper Rush, yes, I do take note that you said that they have only 11 or 10 completed passes, he said. But, um, Sad. man, it's uh, it's something to see when Dak Prescott comes back because I think it's obvious. Even last week, they weren't really throwing the football that much, and they won that game also through the run game. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see what this team can do, but Dak, Personally, though, when we did see him play pretty much a full game, he played three quarters. Um, wasn't that – it was pretty concerning. We remember we had a lot of concerns, and that was the reason why we wrote off this team was because of how Dak performed. So Dak comes out here against the Eagles. With If he comes out against the Eagles, I'm pretty sure he's expected to play. I think that's the, the general word of the day. But <sighs> – I would win a spot, Dak. Your Dak is definitely now in a spot where it's like, man, you falter, you know, a few more games of faltering. Yes, you're the starting guy. But we do have this guy right here behind you that hasn't lost a single game. So he's not going to lose his job, though. Oh, no, he's not going to lose his job. Not this season. That's all I can say. That's a good point. I mean, like you see, it does show you, like, there's no excuses. Like, dude. This seems winning all these games with Cooper Rush. Like you should be able to like win the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, well, at least no, at least like you know make the playoffs. I know. Yeah, yeah, at least make the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Colby, calm down. Oh, AFC picture is not looking too pretty either. Super Bowl. That's not what I'm like, saying. It, I'm saying like the AFC picture is looking as beautiful as pretty as ours. Yeah. We'll see. I I just can't. I still can't believe the Giants and the Cowboys and the Eagles are all up at the top of the conference right now. Uh, we'll see if that lasts. Okay. Speaking of the Eagles, they're gonna have a lit game with the Cowboys on Sunday night next week. They hang on twenty to seventeen over Arizona, who had some late game kerfuffles and a missed field goal to, to end it. They could have tied it. Quality win for Philly. I mean, you take every win you can get in the NFC, especially. Um, in like in conference games, but man, I do feel like I have some concerns about Philly. Like the offense kind of just fades away in the second half of games, and I don't feel like like they were up early in this game, and they kind of just didn't put Arizona away. It's a slight concern. 
Um, but they're still, you know, winning all these games. They still look really good. And I, I think Arizona is also going to be okay once they get D-Hop back because they've had some major screw-ups and they're still a mess. But they're in these games, and I think they can, can turn it around once they have D-Hop back. Yeah, um, I said the same thing last week about the Eagles. You know, this was the reason why I picked the Cardinals to win was because of their second half, you know, like stalling. Their second half stall is pretty significant, but and the Cardinals took advantage of that. But it wasn't enough um, because of special teams and other fuckles, like you said. But the Eagles, you know, that's more of a team win when you come out like that, you know. And hopefully they, t- they recognize, you know, that these last couple of games – even actually pretty much starting from the Viking game, you know, they didn't score any points in the second half, but we barely moved. We were moving the ball, at least moving the ball pretty significantly down the field, I would say. I don't know. I bet, I think we barely put up points too, but we won the point differential. That That is something to say. But, yeah, Kyler, you got one more week, man. Just one more week without D-Hop. I would say two more because, you know, Diop probably has to get in the swing of things. But Diop's going to be coming in with a lot of pressure on his back right now because the Cardinals are in a tough spot sitting right now. And they're in the just general standings in as a team. So who knows? Who knows? The Cardinals have a very important stretch here at these next five weeks. They go at Seattle, home against the Saints in prime time, at the Vikings at 1 o'clock brutal game mm. then they play yeah, brutal Seattle. Game. then they play seattle again and then they play at rams home versus niners so like this is their season coming up they got to get right on this stretch they to me if arizona they need to go three and one these next four against the saints vikings and seahawks twice you got to go three and one in that stretch and if you do i think then you're feeling okay going into the gauntlet but very important stretch coming up We'll see. We'll see. I don't know if that team's good enough to go three or one. That's the thing. That's for another four games. That's the question, you know. All right. Prime time, right? We're on prime time? Yep. We're on the final two. So the first prime time, Ravens 19, Bengals 16. It was still a great game. wasn't as pretty and as high scoring as I maybe Dude, This is an AFC North classic. Yeah, it was a classic. Ravens went on a late field goal. Lamar gets and Harbaugh execute the late game situation correctly and win. That's a huge win for the Ravens. Uh, they're banged up. The Bengals still definitely have some concerns. Um, their offense is not what it was when it was kicking down the stretch last year. Um, but their defense looks solid. They did a good job against Lamar. Both Burrow and Lamar didn't play amazing, but they got points on their last drives. Um, and Lamar had the game-winning drive. That That's a huge win for the Ravens. And, I mean, these are the two teams that are going to realistically win our division. So – that's big for Baltimore. Yeah, it was a great showing from Baltimore, I, even though I did pick the Bengals. But this one was a good game. To, I mean, you think this was probably a snoozer, but I thought it was a good game to watch. I sat through the whole thing. Um, I thought it was a classic. Um, especially, you know, just the fact that we saw Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, you know, and Joe Burrow's struggle. It's going to be interesting to watch these two teams go at it at Cincinnati. Um, I think that one's going to be even more electric because I feel like those are going to be where Ravens defense, where the Bengals offense will probably be more unleashed because they're at home. But we'll see when that time comes. I mean, right now, give those flowers to the Ravens DBs and that defense. Christian said it. The bank was rocking, you know, even though they've been having their problems at home. He said it. This was the game that they're going to end the end the streak on. And, man, it was uh, – it was a performance for the Ravens. You know, like you said, Lamar, it's a feel-good win. You know, Lamar pulled through that game-winning drive. You know, it was going back and forth, back and forth, but he pulled through. So, it was a good game for the Ravens. It was probably a great atmosphere to be in Baltimore. And I know I personally was enjoying Justin Tucker's performance against Evan McPherson. Oh. I think that's the main storyline here is the kickers, Colby, and paying attention to the like that. Those two guys, it might be a game of passing the torch, you know, like, hey, I'm recognizing you, you know, but guess what? I'm still here. I'm still the go, you know, I'm still the guy. And just like we say, me, between me and Christian, just like we say, Justin Tucker would never. And 
he would never. And sure enough, he never missed the attempt that game. It was a great game. Um, like I said, it just felt like a classic to me. It was good. Yeah. Now it feels great for the Ravens. Good one. All right. And we'll end on Monday night football last night. The Chiefs win a thriller. They come back and beat the Raiders 30-29. Raiders had a chance to go ahead on the two-point conversion at the end. They don't get it. This game also had a controversial call. I don't want to spend a ton of time on that. But, um, you know, that's a heartbreaker for the Raiders, man. They would have won that. You're like, okay, you're two and three. You've got your season turned around. You just beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead. You're for real. And I do think the Raiders, out of all the one and four teams, are the best <laughs> for what that's worth. Um, this was a nice showing. They should have won, but the Chiefs are great, and they pulled it out. Raiders came up just short. I do think the Raiders will will get some wins here, though, down the stretch, but it's probably too late. They're not going to be able to overcome the start, and they were very close to getting this one. All right, yeah, um, Raiders. I came back from – I had to work this game for the first half. So when I came back home and I saw that the Raiders were up by, I think, 17 plus, I think it was 14 points at that time because they kicked the field goal to cut it down from 17 to 14. But um, actually, I walked in right when the field goal happened, and I, I thought what everyone thought, I think, when that field goal went through was, here come the Chiefs, you know. And sure enough, Travis Kelsey's rampage through that game. Um, to see that classic quarterback tight end connection happen, almost like Brady Gronk, it's very reminiscent of that. Um, if you're a Chiefs, this was a good game. You got to show your ups and downs because, you know, the Raiders, they get the jump on you. But, I mean, you pull through with a, with a good win, you know, on prime time. It, what can you say, you know? Raiders just caught you guys sleeping in the first half, but you came through in the second. That's all that matters. So they had you in the first. Not going to lie, though. <laughs> <laughs> now, the Chiefs are the Chiefs are legit. Chiefs of Bills coming up this week. We'll talk about it on Thursday. But the two front runners in the NFL, to me, that's going to be a great one. And stinks for the Raiders, but. I will say this, Colby. Chiefs. Let's just get this anger and all that out. All right. Can you believe the Chiefs and Bills are not one o'clock? Is it one, it, can you believe the Chiefs and Bills is a one o'clock game? Yeah, that's crazy. And the primetime game is, I think, Broncos. Like, I think Broncos have a primetime game. You said the Bears have a primetime game. And who's the Sunday? Oh, the Sunday game is actually really good, though. So, imagine imagine if they flexed this one into the primetime slot of, like, Monday. I think they wanted it. They must have just wanted it at 4 o'clock so everyone will watch it. That is not. Oh, that's right. It's at four o'clock, not one. That's right. It is four, four o'clock. Right. But it's not even the America's game. It's on CBS. It's, a, it's on the CBS slot. You know, Romo. It's weird. You know, Romo. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Romo's going to call it. Never mind. This is going to be perfect then. He's hyped Completely for that forgot. That means it's going to be Romo. Okay. Okay. Actually, this is coming together now. Thank you for solving that for me. Uh, this is coming together. So you're getting Romo and Nance probably for this game. That's going to be lit. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm here for that. I'm here for that. So yeah, there you go, folks. That's something to look forward to. Can't wait for Thursday's gonna be a fun episode. All right. Well, before we go here for to finish up, and it'll take a little bit of time here, but we got a fun segment. Jalen, you want to talk talk us through the week five segment? I'm very excited. Yeah. So week five, trying to come up with like something like you know snazzy every week for these segments between you know the power rankings. Um. So week five, I was thinking for five. And I couldn't come up with nothing really, but I did think Fast and Furious. And Fast and Furious, there's a bunch of movies and everything, and there's a bunch of Fs. So <laughs> I was thinking we do fat, the five teams that are Fast and Furious. So pretty much five teams that we think are going to two locations, Colby. Wow. Either a playoff a playoff berth, like they have a chance to go to the playoffs, like they're revving up to get ready to go to the playoffs, you think. Or they're getting ready for the tankathon. That's where they're driving to. They're going to Tank City, New Tank City. That's what we're going to call it. They're going to New Tank City. So that, and I hate saying tank, but it realistically, you know, you're, I know you're a big fan of, you know, the concept of tanking and how teams actually might be doing it. So 
we're going to go ahead and say Tank City in this situation. But five teams, they could be going to two locations. And some of them might be having some detours. That will be decided by the other person, whether or not they think they'll have a detour or two. But besides that, we'll go ahead and list out some team. We'll list out our five teams that are going fast and furious. All right. So it can be either direction. We're just doing five total, not five of each. Yep, five total. Just five total. Yep. All right. Well, um, I mean, I guess I'll just start with the easiest one. And that is a team that is heading fast to the tankathon. That's the Carolina Panthers. Um, they said they've already, they're already, people are already monitoring their situations, thinking it's going to be a fire sale, trying to trade for some disgruntled vets. Um, Baker Mayfield is out for the next two weeks. So their quarterback situation, not that he's been anything short of terrible, but it may get even worse. Uh, PJ Walker, maybe he'll be an improvement. We'll see. But yeah, they've they got an interim coach. They're to me, they're currently in the driver's seat for a number one pick, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young uh, situation. They're headed fast to the tankathon, and they'll probably trade away at least one or two of these important pieces. So good to keep an eye on that. I like that. Um, honestly, I think the only detour of that is going to be maybe the QBs will actually try and compete against each other to see who can win a game. You know. Um, that's probably the only detour I really see is probably since Baker is hurt, you said, I can see the chances of Sam Darnold hurt too still. So that's my question Go for that one because there's not – oof. Who is it going to be? Is it what? PJ – no, not PJ. Walker. Yeah, Walker. Yeah, it is Walker. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So um, it's going to be interesting. I was going to say Tucker, to be honest. That's why I was pausing. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking too much about the NBA. That's coming soon, folks. Coming soon next Thursday. Not this Thursday, but the next one. We'll start talking about NBA. Um, but, yeah, no, I think – but this defense, I really think – I hope they keep their defensive pieces because that's where they spent most of their draft capital in. Keep your defense, man, because that's at least one thing that you could carry on, you know? I feel like that's one thing that even though your team's blowing up, you can at least keep some of your defensive pieces while everyone's looking at your offense, like DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. Right. Maybe even McCaffrey, if people want to go, you know, fish picking for that one. But I like that. I think they're, like you said, the only, de- like I said, the only detour, though, I think the QBs are going to be dumb enough to throw in a couple of wins to throw you guys off the number one pick of the tank, take that on. Um, or going to New Tank City, either one. All right. My next team. Uh, let's go in a positive direction. And I think this one's going to be obvious as well, but I'm going to say this team's gearing up already for the playoffs, and that's the Chiefs. Um, we've seen them now defend home field in prime time multiple times. We've seen them come back in the seven, from a big point deficit like they did from the Texans way back when, when this all started. Now they got the Bills coming up. Um, is it at Buffalo Colby or is it at Kansas City? At Arrowhead. <clears throat> at Arrowhead. Oh, good, good Lord. That game is going to be – you thought this Raiders game was loud. Oh, this one's going to be intense. Um, I, I, I don't know. I wonder how much Bill's Mafia would even get a chance to travel out to there, you know? I feel like Kansas City would just already have the – Chiefs Kingdom would already have it bought out. But um, this game's going to be lit. But I'm going to – going back to just the Chiefs by themselves, they're definitely gearing up for the playoffs. They – Lost Tyreek Hill. Everyone had their questions. Even I did. I thought they would have a midseason hiccup. I might have to take that back. I don't think they're going to have a midseason hiccup this season. I don't think there's going to be any hiccup. I think if there was a hiccup, it probably was last night, and it didn't happen. Um, Because guess what? They still pulled through with the win. Uh, Mahomes connected to Kelsey four times in the end zone. I'm pretty sure there's no hiccup there, especially when you have such a fluid offense as they do where they can just target anybody and it works any week. So, and I think that speaks more to Mahomes, And that's what I'm leaning on for my Fast and Furious. The Chiefs already revved up for the playoffs. All right. I like that. Um, okay. For my next one, I'll also go in a positive direction as well. And I will actually just uh... – give you a little wind under your sails and I'll say your Minnesota Vikings are on a takeoff to get to the playoffs. The Vikings are going to make the playoffs. They, um, 
you know, their offense is good. They have a very competent, capable quarterback, which is more than a lot of teams can say. They have legit weapons. Their coach appears to be sharp, young, and good. Their defense has some concern. Definitely, it's not an elite defense by any stretch, but it's good enough. Uh, and there's a lot of young guys. Hopefully, they'll continue to get better. But, I mean, I'm looking at Minnesota. I'm looking around the NFC, and I'm looking at the rest of their schedule. The rest of the schedule, they only play one team that I know 100% is better than them, and that's at the Bills uh, here in three weeks. Other than that, I mean, they play teams that might be better than them, like maybe at the Dolphins. Maybe the Dolphins are better. Cowboys, maybe the Cowboys are better because of their scary defense. But I don't know for sure. I can't say, and then they play at the Packers again, who they already beat, and they play the 4-1 and Giants. Like, I don't – I can't say for sure. Those are all maybes, yeah. Any of those teams are better than Minnesota. So I think the Vikings are in a good spot to roll and probably are in a good spot to win the division, especially with the Packers being shaky and weaker than normal and the Lions still being the Lions. The Bears also not great. So Vikings are looking good. They're headed to the playoffs. Um. Yeah, I don't really see your detours there. You already addressed them. I can't really see any coming out there. Um. I wanted to say jinx much. That's pretty much it, you know, just, <laughs> Sorry. you know, just, you know, just remember, I'm just reminding myself though, we do have plenty of one o'clock games left, so we'll be all right. Um, but like you said, there's a lot of maybe games, you know, and I'm going to go ahead and say a team that's ready for the tankathon. Man, this one really stings if you were them, but Colby, it's not looking good for you guys over there in Pittsburgh, is it? Oh, it's looking quite not good. Looking yeah, well, it's looking pretty rough. Yeah, um, I'm not saying you're tanking for like you know your next QB guy, but um, playoffs are definitely not in your sights. The playoffs are definitely not in your sights. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and address you guys early for the tankathon. I think you guys are already gonna be revving up for New Tank City. Then you're gonna take this as a. I think you guys are gonna write this up as a development year. Oh, and yeah. I think everyone in Pittsburgh will be okay if you heard that term. Just sitting like it's just a you know a grow a growing year, and if you take that and that means yeah, guess what? Every highlight play that comes out, it's gonna be even better than usual. So, um, only reason why I'm saying that though is yeah, you guys are getting beat up every weekend and week out by injuries, but you guys also put in this new quarterback. Yeah, he put in a little bit of a spark on your guys' offense, but you still only mustered up three points. Yeah. Um, you still turned – he still – so there's still a lot of question marks on the Kenny Pickett thing. Um, yeah. Is he the – do I think he'll be a good franchise, good guy moving forward? Yeah, I think so, yes. I'm not going to jump off ship yet. He's got plenty of time to ship me – to kick me off, but, right, these first couple of weeks, yes, we have to understand, though, it's tough competition this season for you guys. And I think you guys, that's the most important thing. The most important reason that I'm putting that out there is that you guys' competition, like not to mention your whole division, is going to be also just pretty much, uh, how, I hate to say it, a step ahead of you, though. But Tomlin's going to try his best. Uh, I could see like maybe five wins, but I think you guys are revving up your tanks. Yeah, it's a gauntlet. I think it'll. The year will go one of two ways. They'll, they're going to be bad, but it's either you're bad, but Kenny Pickett gets better as the year goes on, continues to show signs, um, and you're like, okay, you feel pretty confident. You got this pick right. He's the guy going forward. Now we have this high draft pick. We can build around him, maybe get a great lineman, have like a star player on the offensive line would be nice. Or maybe if you really bottom out and you get one of these top picks and all these other teams are taking quarterbacks, you could either trade your pick, get more, or you can just pick Jalen Carter or Will Anderson, one of these two elite defensive one-edge guy, one D-tackle from Georgia and Bama that are going to be top five picks besides the quarterbacks. That would be cool, too, to go with an aging T.J. Watt. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But, yeah, I, I sadly agree with you. This season is going right down the toilet. Um. All right, how many of these are we doing? Five? Yeah, five for both of us. All right. all right, so I've done two. I'm going to give you – I'm going to go with a little bit of a spicier one here because this team hasn't really taken off yet, but they're revving mm -hmm. up and I think they will take off. I'm going to say the Los Angeles Chargers. I think right. injuries, some big questions and concerns, but I still 
even though it has not been pretty by any stretch and has they've had some rough moments. They're three and two. I still believe in this team. Uh, I think they're going to rev up, and I do think – like, I don't think there's seven teams in the AFC better than them. I think they'll be in the playoffs. Herbo will finally get there. And he, they got a chance to be in every game because of the things he can do. I think they're revving up. It's going to be tough sledding in the AFC, but I think they'll they'll come out fine and be in the playoffs. Wow, yeah. Um, I think they'll be okay, too. I think the only reason why I say that is because I, I had them on my team as one of my teams as well that I was going to mention later on. But, <laughs> uh, hey, that's a good one. You know, I agree. Tristan Herbert still – he's a dog, man. I mean, playing through this rev injury, you know, you're getting – your team's getting beat up all around you. And now they're com- – I mean, Keenan Allen's coming back, I think, next week. So, um, you know, you know, give Justin Herb – give Herbo his flowers. I almost said his full name. Give Herbo his flowers, man. He deserves them. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take my next one in the same division. And they're going to be revving their engines, though, to the opposite location, to Tank City. And this one's going to be the Raiders. Um, I'm going to say the Raiders are going straight to Tank City. Like I've been saying all season long, Josh McDaniels is a dunderhead. Don't give him any credit that he beat Nathaniel Hackett, a fellow <laughs> dunderhead. It just doesn't look good in Las Vegas. Um I am not with the Raiders. I can just see the pain of Devontae Adams and their car, just like knowing this is a complete regret going on right now. Even though they're best buddies, you I just I hate to see that distance there. They're trying, man. They're keeping them work. Like you can see them, the guys making it work, but Josh Daniels, man, McDaniels, you stink, bro. <laughs> um, not to mention who you're running the ball. You, you're running the ball. You're going for two with four minutes left. I actually kind of respect that part. Don't get me wrong. But the fact that you were just running the ball in a situation where you should have been passing, I kind of was, like, triggered mostly because, I don't know, Josh, I was going up against a Josh Jacobs, and I was like, why are you running the football for the first four plays of this drive where you need to score a touchdown? And guess what? They scored. They, they did score, but they took a passing play, not a – freaking run but Josh McDaniels like I've been saying all season it's just not it um we saw Matt Rule get fired at this rate I wouldn't be surprised if he might be the next one up no I know who's the next one up my money would be on I want my money to be on dude I, I I mean dude it's bad it's bad I mean, did you not see the helmets being thrown by Devontae Adams and the pushing by Devontae Adams? The frustration from, the, from your star receiver. I'm going to give up on him after one year. I would. I, 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 if, I, if I could just tell Al Davis one thing, it would be get rid of this man as fast as possible. Well, we all make mistakes. We all make mistakes, Colby. Al Davis. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, son. <laughs> yeah, Mark Davis. We got the six-minute drill here. All right, so we got two each left, right? All right, here we go, six-minute drill. All right. So I'm going to – I'll continue off that wave. I'll, I'll go in a, in a negative direction as well as far as a team that, that is just bottoming out and heading for the – for the top draft pick. And we mentioned this team earlier, but I'll mention them again. The commanders, you know, whenever it's already your coach is blaming your quarterback for losing games, your your offense that looked pretty good the first two weeks can't score points. Wentz has not looked as good as he did in Indy last year, and they gave up on him. Um, whether that was smart or not, you know, I'm not sure. But uh, the commanders look rough. I thought they had some interesting pieces, but – they're a mess. They can't win close games. Um, half the time they've been getting blown out. Um, they have Sam Howe, already fifth rounder, waiting in the wings. I think it'll be a while before they turn to him if they even do. But, yeah, it's been rough. hasn't looked good. The commanders, I think, are headed for another very high draft pick. All right. I like it. Um, I can't really say anything 
to disagree with that, especially with the whole situations brewing right now. Um, my next three are going in the positive direction. Power tool in your hands. Nice ad right there, put in for us during our fast six. All right, speed six. Here we go. Um, Ravens. Uh, that's my next team up. Ravens. They're gearing up for the playoffs, man. Um, to prove it against the AFC favorite from last year. Now you're coming up against gets them in your own house. You beat them and your in your losing streak. Um, your home losing streak, may I add. So now you got some more fire to the flame. Um, just like I said, they pulled through an AFC North classic. I loved it. It was enough for me to say, get those engines running, buddy. Next one. All right. For my last one, then I go back and forth on this one. I almost did another spicier one, but I'm going to go with one that I think we, we both agree with pretty handily. And that's the 49ers. Um, it sucks. Yo, that we never to see disagree, Trey, but okay. But okay, we won't agree with it. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> Their running game is awesome. Jimmy G is very capable. He's good enough with all the weapons in the line that they have, and their defense is terrifying. Um, they just smacked the Panthers so bad they fired their coach. So, um, and with the rest of their division looking shaky at best, um, I think they're in a great spot. They're gonna roll and they'll be comfortably in the NFC playoffs. They'll be one of those teams in the mix at the end. Niners. All right. Um, well, my last team will be the Cowboys. Ooh, I think they're gearing up for the playoffs as well. Um, uh, Colby, time check real quick. All right. No, what time check me right now? Which we got left? Three twenty. Three minutes. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So back to what I was saying. The Cowboys. Um, I really think they're going to be able to pull through this and throughout the season. This defense is very solid. Uh, Mike McCarthy's looks like he's got this thing together. Only question mark for me is going to be Dak Prescott, how he's going to come back. Because like I said, we only seen three quarters of him. Didn't look too good. But he's got some time to chill, rest up. See the game. Hopefully, when he gets in game speed, he'll be back to normal. Um, yeah, and there you go, folks. That is our five fast and furious teams that are revving up to either go to the playoffs or new tank city. Um, tanks, Colby, love that final thoughts. Oh man, final thoughts. Well, you mentioned uh, we got the basketball, uh, we're gonna have a basketball episode coming up here in a week or so. Just excited for the NBA, man. There's so many interesting teams, a lot of fascinating storylines, a lot of young players I can't wait to watch around the league. Jamal Murray already getting dunked on. I saw that. Hey, I'm just excited he's back on the basketball court, man. It's been like um, a year and a half, almost two years since he played in a real game. So can't wait for that. Pumped for basketball. Yeah, I am pumped for for basketball as well. Um, My final thoughts are, man, NBA, every all these sports are just going on. It's so beautiful. But mostly, shout out to Philly and Red October. I'm really hyped for uh, all our Philly friends out there. Shout out, John. And I think a lot of us are rooting for them, and I am too. So that is my final thought. Fighting Phillies, keep on fighting. I'm pulling for the Phils as well. Gotta gotta take out those top dogs. I'm with you all the yeah, way. Take out those Dodgers. That's a great night. Take out the fucking Dodgers, bro. Oh Come God. on. And the Braves. The Braves too. Fuck the Braves. All right. I love it. Woo. Thank you for listening to the CJJC show. If you want more content, follow us on Instagram where we post weekly pickums and other social media whenever that happens. Also, keep a lookout for our pickums list so you can join in on the takes and all the fun. Peace out.